for some word today. If you have your Bible with you, go ahead and, and get it out. If you've got your Bible apps, go with me to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. We've been sharing with you the last couple of weeks uh, along this line, and I want to continue about divine protection. And I know from our, our earlier video, we, we know that dads have built into them that something that says, I'm going to do everything I can to protect my family, to protect my kids, and know this, that the Father God is also that way. And He wants you protected. He wants you kept safe in this rough and dangerous world that we live in. And, and so let's see what He has to say about it. Uh, we've been reading from Psalm 91. I want to uh, somewhat quickly go through the verses that we've already uh, dissected a little bit. Uh, beginning in verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, so notice this isn't for everyone. This is for those who dwell in the secret place. I'd like to be able to wave my hand and say, you know, you are all safe and protected, period. Nothing, you have nothing to do with it, but I can't. I can't. This verse tells me this is for those who dwell in the secret place, right? Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him, I will trust. And as we've asked you already, what say you about the Lord? Do you say He is what? Is He your refuge? Is He your fortress? Or is He just your Savior? Is He just the forgiver of your sins? Because let's up the, the relationship here and take advantage of all that He promised, all that He wants to do in our lives. And let's say about Him personally. This is what and this is who He is to me. Verse 3, surely, everybody say surely. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And, and so some of what we've already identified is that not all get protected from the inherent danger that exists in this fallen world. Uh, I, I mean, we know the reality of that. We're not going to bury our head in the sand and say nothing bad ever happens uh, and nothing bad ever happens to Christians because the reality is bad stuff does happen to people and bad stuff does sometimes happen to Christians. Are we aware of that? doesn't mean it has to be that way. doesn't mean God wants it to be that way, but it is a reality. I mean, it seems very common if you pull up, you know, local news on, your, on, the webs on a website or something, uh, very common to, to read about, you know, this person, this, this uh, what we call car accidents, those kind of things. You know, man from this place died, woman from this city died, woman who was a you know, uh, and they'll name their profession or something. This person got in a car accident. Very common. Just happens all the time. And I want to know, what do I need to do to keep myself safe? You know, do I just need to stay out of cars? <laughs> do I need to sit on the couch? 
not go anywhere? Do I need to have this ultra safety mentality protection? I don't want to do anything risky. You know we don't think that way. And you know God doesn't want us to think that way. He doesn't want us to be afraid of danger, of of hardships, of tragedies. He wants us to live happy and live free. And you know what? If you read the last verse in this chapter, He wants us to live long too. So something's got to intervene. Something must come into play that will keep us from going early, from getting hit with stuff that is just beyond our ability to uh, control or keep us safe. And, uh, and, And this stuff is happening in our world. So we must take proactive measures in order to ensure safety. All right? Now, just to... I hope I'm not being too repetitive, but my proactive measure is not going to be I'm never going to do anything that has a higher risk of danger than than the couch. You know, I'm not going to tell Christians you can't hike because, you know, you could fall and snap your neck or something. I'm not going to say you can't do other things that have maybe... Maybe a higher degree of risk like, you know, someone wants to skydive. Okay. You know, I mean, that's a personal decision. I'm not telling you to do it. Take the safety precautions. And then have a relationship with the Father, who is your fortress. And if something's going to go wrong, if you're in that relationship, you abide in that secret place. He'll tell you, don't do that today. Or don't go here. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still going to fly. I'm still going to drive. I'm still going to walk on the sidewalk. <laughs> I, I, I'm still going to breathe the air that's full of, you know, stuff. I'm still going to live strong and live confident and live boldly, even though you watch the news and there may be a new strain of this disease or that flu coming through. No, I refuse to... To, to live in fear and, and, and to think the only way I'm going to live long and live safe is to kind of be a recuse and, and never get out, right? So when we talk about taking proactive measures, I'm not talking about being risky. I'm not going to be crazy. I'm not going to drive like a maniac just because, hey, the Lord's my safety, the Lord's my protection, and so I'm just playing the fool. We don't want to tempt the Lord. We don't want to be extreme in that regard, but we want to live a full life. An exciting life. We want to go places and do things and represent Him well and do it with a smile. Yeah. Amen. One of the, one of the best things. We talk about this behind the scenes sometimes. One of the most important things that we should, we should do as ministers is when we, when we come to church is have fun. Is to enjoy ourselves. You know? It's why, uh, you know, we talk about worship and, and, and those kind of things. The greatest portion of it should be a celebration. Woohoo! What are you guys doing? Going to church? Yeah. You know, you know people get excited about going to Disneyland and, and, and going to some vacation place. They're going to celebrate. Come on, this is the biggest celebration place that exists. When we know what He has done for us, when we know all He has provided, and we get a glimpse of our future... Woo! This is a party. This is a celebration. Amen. I don't mean to get off on all that, but uh, uh, nevertheless, we're going to live a full life and live. A, we're not going to be reckless, but we are going to follow the instructions of the book. 
follow the Lord's guidance. And when we'll do what He says, we can totally expect to be spared, to be saved, to be protected. Uh, We've shared with you a little bit about how Jesus tied repentance into avoiding towers falling on you. In other words, these natural disasters and things, uh, He tied repentance so we want to make sure we're doing business with God. And staying right with Him and, 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 and doing, uh, doing right. And if we need to repent, do so. It could save your life. Amen. We've talked about making this personal. He becomes our personal deliverer and protector. Amen. And, 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 and let me throw this in. Let me just sneak this in on you. Because early, earlier uh, in the day, uh, I kept praying. This kept coming up. God is not a God of someday. Or just a God of yesterday. But He is a God of today. And the Scriptures say much about this. How we live in what's called an accepted time. It's an acceptable time. We're accepted by Him. We live in a, in a day that's called the day of salvation. And if you ever have, a, have the thought, the mentality of putting off God's good life for you or God's blessings or His healing or His victory and it's off in the future, maybe someday this will happen, uh, wipe that thought from your mind and bring Him back into the present. He's here right now for you to work what he, to work His amazing blessings and plan and, and, and healing in your life today. Yeah, I know sometimes people leave these things in theory land. I heard of somewhere, sometime, someplace, someone received a miracle from God. Maybe that could be in my life. Okay, fine, maybe that could be. Let's, uh, Let's update that and bring it into today. How about before you leave today? And I've seen people receive healings and miracles just on that very word right there. I've told you testimonies that even, even one day speaking with this lady in a certain place who had pain up and down her body just with this particular disease. It was uh, just giving her all kinds of problems. And I started sharing with her about the healing power of God. And, and I said, you know what? And I'm not just talking theory. I'm not just talking how it can be or how it might be or, pro- or it could be someday. I said, listen, I'm talking to you about the Lord wants to do this in you right now. And before you leave this place, you can walk out of here healed. And I just started sharing what they're along these lines. And I'm, I'm talking, and, 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 and uh, she interrupts me at one point and says, You know what? While you're talking, while you're saying that, all that pain and stuff is going out of me through my legs and out through my feet. While we're sitting, we're just sitting there, it left her. Hallelujah. It went from, oh, yeah, that would be cool. I believe that God can do it. I believe that, you know, He's capable because He's God to, He's here right now. He's working in me today. Praise God. Come on, say it with me. Say, I believe that God is real and He is present right here, right now, and He's working in my life. The devil doesn't have a chance. (laughs) Come on now. He's working in you right now, right here, right today. Right here. Yeah, right now. When? Right now. It's getting better right now. Going out through your legs. We'll vacuum it up later. (laughs) He's working in you right now. Praise God. So let's continue to read. Verse 7. 
read some more of these promises from this psalm. 91 and verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Now get a picture of that. Don't just leave that. Oh, that's a cool scripture. Think about that. There's you and there's 10,000 people over here falling. So a thousand more over here falling. And there's you. You're not being, you're not touched. Talking about plagues and pestilence and these things coming through and just wiping out large numbers of people. And then there you are. Hmm. Man, what's going on here? Almost like a personal force field. Anybody into sci-fi? Come on. Anybody in Star Trek? Yeah, we'll talk later. Uh, but you know, you see some of those things and they have force fields around their ships and all this kind of stuff. That's kind of like what this, this, this looks like to me. People are getting hit everywhere and then there we are right in the middle of it and nothing can touch us. That's the, pro- that's the promise of the Lord to you. Yeah. Activate your shield. Shields up. How do how, how we say that? Amen. Verse 8. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Notice that. Only with your eyes. So you can see it, but it's not getting to you. It's not affecting you. You're aware it's around. It's dangerous. And you see this is the reward of the wicked. It's not the reward for the righteous. It's not a reward. or It's not what the, the people of God get. It's what the wicked get. Right? And so we know for us, we don't have to be concerned because Jesus bore all this for us on the cross. This psalm is obviously written pre-Christ, so it doesn't mention those things, but upgrade it to the New Testament. Here we are. Jesus bore all the curse. He took all this suffering so that our force field would work. Our personal shield would be enforced and in place. I I know that, that many Christians don't believe that faith in God grants them deliverance from plagues and pestilences, but that's why it doesn't work for them. All these things work when we accept them, when we believe them. Well, if God wants it to happen, it will. No, God wants it to happen, it will if we accept it. It's it's what do you say of the Lord? Amen. And and, and so we say that He is is these things to us. Verse 9, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Now stop again. Notice, Notice this principle. Because you have made the Lord, not because he has made you safe. Because you have made the Lord your, your, your dwelling place. Because you have made. What about the person who has not made the Lord their dwelling place? Then I can't say that all this applies. So this is not the Lord's selection. It's not his choosing It's our saying, I'm going to live with Him. I'm going to live under the shadow of of the Almighty. I am going to live under His protective wings. Verse 10, here's what happens to that person. No evil shall befall you. Whoa. How much evil? None. No evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. This is another outstanding statement that none of it's going to come near us. Amen. Now, is that what we see? See, well, I'm not going to pretend, see, nothing bad ever happens to any Christian, any child of God. No, actually it does. That's what we're, why we're talking about this. We want to avoid it. 
But would we say this is our observation, that no evil ever touches any believer? No, I can't, I, can't, I can't say that that's the case. I can say that that's not the case. But I can say from the Scripture, this is the way God wants it. This is the potential of our lives, that we live with this personal God shield around us that keeps us from these things. Say, why doesn't it work for more? It could be that they're not doing verse 1 dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. It could be that they need to do some repenting. It could be that they need to say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. Instead, they're saying something else, right? But when we see these principles and we act accordingly, then all of a sudden this works for us. Some of you, this has been working for you more than you realize. Let's look at the next verse and then the rest of my teaching today has to do with the next verse. All right, verse, verse 11. No, 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 before I say that. Why can no evil conquer us or come near our dwelling? Because the scripture said the Lord is our dwelling. In other words, these things can't touch him. Can you imagine a disease whipping through and the Lord pick, catching a bug? Oh, don't bother praying today. God's laid up in the bed. What happened? The heavenly flu. <laughs> No, it can't come near His dwelling. So if we make Him our dwelling, it can't touch us. That's the wings, the wings of the mother hen again. Can't come near Him, so then it can't come near us if we're living there. Verse 11, For He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And so I want you to consider today the involvement of, of angels in our lives. Now, you know that angels are a certain class of being. Uh, there are probably many ty- different types of angels. But angels are not human beings that have died and have gone to heaven. Sometimes when someone dies and people will try to explain it and say, Well, the Lord needed another angel in the choir. No, the Lord didn't need another angel in the choir. And and, and you will never become an angel. We're going to get seriously upgraded here soon when our bodies are changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, right? And we're going to be given glorified bodies, but we're not going to be angels. That's just a different type of creation, a different class of being. We're forever going to be, you know, human beings. Everybody with me? We're not going to become gods either way, either, by the way. <laughs> I know that's popular in our area. No, uh, we're not going to become that. We are going to stay as God's creation, but glorious. I mean, who am I that you are mindful of me? He has made us a little lower than himself. Yeah. But angels now, think about their purpose. I can't say I know all the reason they were created, but I know why they're here. And that's this verse. Angels are on assignment. They are on planet Earth for us. Their job here is to keep us safe, is to protect us. And these dudes are strong. I mean, you can't compare physical strength with the might and strength and power of an angelic being. You know, you think about uh, the, you know, us trying to move a car. You'd have to get at least two of us dads 
out there if we wanted to move a car, right? Pick it up. Uh, three. Uh, listen, an angel can move a car just like that. Meaning, I'm talking about in the, in the, in the event of uh, something bad's going to happen, could they go and just move it out of the way? Testimonies like that exist galore. I, it was there, and all of a sudden, it was gone. All of a sudden, I was on the other side of it. I don't know how that happened. I'll tell you how it happened. Angels were doing their job. You were a secret place dweller. And you got the perks of that place. And that is, angels were going to work on your behalf. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're, we're very unaware of, of what they're doing because we don't see them. And just because we don't see them doesn't mean that things are not happening. Right? Uh, I know that I was trying to rack my brain uh, just the last few days thinking, okay, can I think of any really close calls that I've had in my life? Because usually they're better testimonies when you almost died. Right? And you didn't. And I couldn't really think of close calls and nothing nothing came to mind. But I thought, well, that is that is no indication that I haven't been spared many times outside of my own knowledge. I bet all of us will be able to watch a, a, a review of our lives in heaven and see the spiritual activity behind the scenes and see how we were saved and spared and protected in many situations. I mean, the fact that we're here, you've avoided some problems. You have. I mean, there is stuff going on in our world and we're still here. We have been spared, no question about it. But I want to... I want to talk about this a little bit more. Um, I'll just put a few scriptures on the screen for you. Uh, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 10, Jesus said something interesting. He said, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, kids, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Now, Now consider that language. Jesus said, their angel." He said, little ones have angels. How many think that when a little one has an angel, when they grow up, it's not real logical to assume that they lose their angel at a certain age? I mean, when they get, what, 12? Is that when the angel leaves? I think you need angels when you're 12 and 18 and 38, right? But think about that concept. Each person has an angel assigned to them. We know Hebrews says that they're ministers for those who shall be heirs of salvation. So if you're either saved or you're going to be saved, I can see that there's, there's activity from angels that they've been assigned to your life. I want to make sure and utilize them. I want to make sure and, and take all the benefit that, um, that, that I, I can from the existence. But it's interesting that God has assigned, He created a class of being, and at least part of the re- His reason for creating them is us. I believe they were here first, but He created them to protect us. If all of our eyes were opened right now, what's called in the Scripture the discerning of spirits, we would see angels all around in this room. You each have at least one, maybe more. Yeah. What are they here for? To protect you. 
Sometimes to deliver messages from heaven. Sometimes to bring other things. You, you pray and we're just, we ask the Father and He sends one of His messengers to deliver it, to bring it. And that kind of stuff is happening all day long. The absence of seeing it with our physical eye doesn't make it not true. Yeah? It's going on on a constant basis. And so uh, I should raise my expectation. Now, I know it's possible that people can become angel conscious. I mean, in, in, an, in an inappropriate way. To a degree, we should be. But in an appropriate, inappropriate way, in different scriptures, we're told not to worship them. People have, sometimes they have that effect when angels would show up to people. They're so impressive, so beautiful, and so strong and mighty that people have bowed down before them. And you see in Scripture, like in Revelation, the angel says, no, don't you do that. No, 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 you worship the Lord. And how many know, the more we have interaction with and experiences with angelic protection, we're not going to become the angel church. (laughs) You know, where that's the center of our focus. We're always going to stay with Jesus. He's the Savior right? But we're aware. We're conscious of. We're yielded to in that, in that regard. We, we, we're allowing God's protective angels to do what they are assigned to do. We should all do that. I've heard of different testimonies, individuals, multiple people uh, who've had either ex- uh, visions, open visions, or uh, visions and have been in heaven where the Lord has showed them, you know, where they ask, who's that guy? You know, and this is nine foot tall dude, something that looks really strong and massive. And the Lord says, That's your angel. Mine? So your angel's not a wimp, by the way. Strong, capable to do what he's assigned to do in your life. That's happening all the time. Look at, uh, well, you don't have to turn there, but Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 2 reads, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. So if we were to ask the question, how many of you have ever seen an angel? There may be some that would lift their hands, say, I had a vision one time, or, I, or this happened to me. And, uh, but but here's, what we, here's what we don't know, right here, is how many times we've had experience with, with angels, and all we, and as far as we know, they look like another human being. Because angels have the ability to manifest in the physical world and to interact with us. So I'm not, I don't know that person. I'm not going to talk to him. You might want to consider it anyway. Huh? Me, meaning be hospitable, be entertaining, be, uh, because it, it's possible this happens, that it's an angel from God bringing you protection or bringing you a message. You're in a time in your life you've got to make a decision and you just happen to be talking to this person and, and, and they said some things that really went off on the inside of you. And then you turn around and look and you couldn't find them anymore. That stuff happens all the time. So if I say, how many people have seen an angel? You know what? Either you know of something or you should say, I don't really know. I, pro- I may have. I may have, I may not. I don't really know because sometimes we interact with them and we don't know that that's what they are. But know this, they're at work on your behalf. His mighty, powerful angels are doing things for us because He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in how many of your ways? All your ways. So whether you go this way or this way, this way or this way or this way or this way, 
What, what's that? He's keeping me in all my ways. So if I take the eagle road home, he's, he goes that way. If I cut through the back and go over there towards Cloverdale, he keeps me in that way too. Amen. And so uh, it, it seems to me in, in just reading Scripture sometimes that people in the early church at times were more conscious of angelic activity than we are. You know, we think, oh, I don't know if I've ever done this. You remember the time when Peter, uh, the apostle Peter, was put in prison and there was a group praying for him and then he got, you know, set free. He got delivered uh, from prison and then he goes to that house where everybody's praying for him and he goes and knocks on the door and this girl comes to the door and he says, it's Peter. And she's like so excited. Woohoo! She's so happy. She leaves him standing there at the door. Almost sounds like a TV program. But he, she leaves him standing there at the door. She runs into the back to the rest of them who are praying for him. <laughs> and, 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 and she says, hey, Peter's here. And he said, no, no, it can't be. <laughs> you wonder what they were praying. But uh, uh, Peter's here. No, no, it can't be. No, it's Peter. Peter's here. And then they said, no, it's probably his angel. I don't know of too many situations where people are saying that today. Hey, someone's at the door. Ah, it's probably an angel. Maybe we should raise our our thoughts regarding angelic activity in our lives. And let's be aware. Where we go, they go. Because they are assigned to us personally as God's children to keep us and protect us and help us. They are here ministers for us. They're here at our disposal. Yeah. They're getting in the car with you. You know how some people are devil conscious? Yeah, I was just going along and the devil started talking to me. How would you even know? I mean, I guess you could discern by what the message was. But I don't even know that turkey. I mean, if, if he's saying something to me, I, I don't even know him. I'm totally ignoring it. But let's be a little more God conscious and then recognizing how God works. He has messengers, angels here on our behalf. T- look over with me at Second Kings. Uh, let me show you a couple more things. Second Kings chapter 19. See how powerful these, these guys are. 2 Kings 19 and and verse 32. It reads, Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor build a siege mound against it. Verse 33. By the way he came, by the same way he shall return. And he shall not come into this city, says the Lord. For I will defend this city and save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed the whole and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. So when the people arose early in the morning, there they were, corpses, all dead. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went away, returned home, and remained at Nineveh. And then he died in the next verse. 
Do you see how powerful these dudes are? What happened? Angel Lord come, 185,000. The problem solved. There are like 185,000 people out there trying to kill us. No problem. Do you think the angel could keep you safe? Think he has the ability to be your personal force field, your protection, your shield. Come on now. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And I realize I haven't explained that much, and I'm going to later. And we'll, we'll get into that in great detail. But these are the perks of dwelling in that place. These are the benefits He has promised to us. Psalm 37 and verse 34 and verse 7 reads, reads, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear Him and, and delivers them. Who, who, who camps around you? The angel of the Lord does. Why would He do that? To protect you, to keep junk from coming into your life. Amen. And then lastly, let me give you this one more. And this is, this is some of how this works. How, how you can utilize the, the, the ability of your angel. Psalm 103 and verse 20 reads, Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Now, now, now look how this works. Who are angels listening to? Who are they paying attention to? How do they know what to do and what not to do? Well, because of my acceptance of the Lord as my deliverer, and I dwell in that place with Him, He gives angels commandments. He gives them words, and they go and and do it. The other side is, uh, so so they, they heed His word, number one, And they heed the voice of the word. In other words, there are many things that the Lord has already promised us, including Psalm 91. What happens when that word gets in our mouth? In other words, the voice of the word gets proclaimed by me saying, God is this to me. He promised this to me. He said he would do this. The angel, your angel, takes that as an assignment from Almighty God to do what God has promised. What about the person who says nothing? They get nothing. But what about the person who says, you know, God supplies all my need according to His riches in glory. Boom. And your angel just got some direction. He just got permission. He just got activated. He just got set in motion to meet your need. To arrange circumstances and situations for the money to come to you. What about the person who says, the Lord is my shield. The Lord is my fortress. Amen. He's my refuge. And the angel spreads his wings. Some angels have wings. Spreads his wings around you. And attacks come and plagues come whipping through. And there you are laughing. Thank you, Lord. I just love the Lord. I just worship Almighty God. He is my protector today. And the angels are making that happen in your life. Praise God. So what's what's our job? Come on. Other than dwelling in the secret place... Keep the Word of God in your mouth. Keep speaking it. Keep saying what He said about you. Give your angels something to work with in your life. Praise God. Saying the opposite would be a defeater. If the Lord says one thing and we say the opposite out of fear, out of confusion, out of lack of knowledge, we're hindering the operation of God and His angelic force from doing what they're called to do. Amen, amen. Say it out loud. The Lord is my shield. 
He is my safety. He is my shelter. I abide in Him every day of my life. Every day and every night, I dwell in Him. And His mighty angels are sent to protect me. Amen. Father, thank you for working in our hearts today.